This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Uh, Once again, our intrepid producer, Andrew, joined us in studio today. Andrew, man, thanks for just sticking it out, not abandoning or <laughs> quiet quitting on us. We're, we're glad you're here. I'm not the quiet quitting type. So. No, I didn't do, you, you could have been loud. suffering in silence behind your glass yep. wall partition there. Yeah. You'd slam the Shaking your head at us. And, yeah. We out of here. Uh, well, one of the great reasons Andrew's with us this week is not only because uh, Russ is getting some R&R, but uh, because he helped do the research on a book called The Great D Churching by Jim Davis and Michael Graham which takes uh, both uh, sociological data uh, and analyzes it and helps us understand who exactly has de-churched over the last few decades. And then in the part that we've uh, moved into is offering us some some wisdom, some encouragement uh, that we should not lose hope. And I think it, when you guys talked about with this with Josh, one of the things we need to remember is that the, the church has always experienced a de-churching from the, from the right, earliest right. days of Israel. There were, there were those mm-hmm. who abandoned and, and walked away. And so we should not be surprised or, or caught off guard by that, but uh, we should walk in what the authors will call us to is relational wisdom. And so that carries six, six aspects, according to them. We dealt with the first one yesterday, God awareness, and we'll move into that second aspect of relational wisdom uh, they call self-awareness. So so it's not to get our listeners caught into a, a loop of navel-gazing. Uh, what do we mean when we say self-awareness, or why would that be important to relational wisdom? Well, let, let me just go back to the whole thing of relational wisdom where he, where he says, you know, these six awarenesses of God, of self, of others, of our emotions, and of how others perceive us in our culture. So basically, you can boil it down to two, really, you know, God and God and his humanity. But uh, this is what John Calvin said, uh, and the authors actually indicate this all also. In his Institutes of Christian Religion, he has this uh, beginning, nearly all the wisdom we possess, that is to say, true and sound wisdom, consist of two parts, the knowledge of God and of ourselves. The knowledge of God and people and and self-awareness would be part of that. I need to be aware of who I am. Yeah. So where would we where would we encourage our listeners to go to start exploring uh, their their own self-awareness at the risk of being redundant? Well, well go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say uh, I mean we've talked a lot about the word and belief. I mean, in order to really know who we are, we 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 have to know ultimately how God views us. Yes. And um you know, so it's kind of tied to God awareness a little bit. It's rooted in it. Uh, but as Calvin said, I mean, you could really start with either. But um, it's it's uh, based upon the Word of God and how God defines who we are. And because we can, uh, God tells us that our hearts are deceptive. And we can easily trick ourselves in thinking we're we're not that bad, you know, we're, we're okay. But mm-hmm. we need to know the truth of God and what God actually says yeah. of us. 
Andrew pointed out uh, that, uh, you know, lacking self-awareness, we can, what the author says, will in, almost inevitably cause us to be like pushy used car salesmen who are desperate to make a deal. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, this is an important part of being self-aware because, you know, our ultimate goal is to take the de-churched and bring them back to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, those people there are not a project. They're not a sale. They're not uh, something that we're trying to achieve. We're trying to bring them into the knowledge of who God is themselves. Uh, so this is this is the real goal that we have, and we can't forget the goal because you know, lacking self awareness, you know, mm-hmm. you you do become, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I can win the argument, uh, right. you know, and and winning the argument or you know being you know being persuasive is not enough mm-hmm. uh, in this moment, you know, the a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. And we lack an awareness of those people as people, mm-hmm. and and actually we lack an awareness of what we're doing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. To answer your question, Vinny, in the, the the book brings up the book of Colossians, and it's they say he instruct Paul instructed them to pray that he might quote make the gospel clear, which is how he ought to speak. Colossians four four with emphasis added. It says the project of our self awareness is our ability to be clear in our speech, and. For me, I sometimes I feel like I'm Moses at the burning bush, saying, "I I don't speak good. Me no speak good. <laughs> me no speak good. <laughs> I stutter and I do all this stuff, no and so good. it's like, yeah. So it welcome to the club, <laughs> right? And it, 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 just like in that it, with Moses, it, that doesn't matter, right? You 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 use God's power through him mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. speak, and that's I I've seen that time and time again. It's it's mm-hmm. always a ribbing at this point i'll use that excuse and god said well here are all these other times that i was able to speak clearly through you and it's and to balance that there's you know paul also talks about how he didn't come with eloquent words right there i can't talk either (laughs) eloquent words and wisdom and all the earthly wisdom and all this but Mm -hmm. for but through the power of the holy spirit Mm -hmm. and um and and to being self-aware you know jonathan you mentioned the being right mm-hmm. and you know winning the right. argument you know paul also talks about we're to speak with uh, grace a season with salt mm-hmm. so we're to there's our, a certain amount of humility right, that comes with with understanding who you are, you are. You, you're not god you're not pretending to be god you're also a fellow creature alongside them mm-hmm. you've had struggles as well you and so just being self-aware of those things not uh, trying to put people in a box, uh, realizing you know who you are, and I think that's so imp- important here. And so I'm in. I live in dependence upon God. Uh, you know, as Paul said, you know, pray that I might also. And we're talking about Paul, the Apostle Paul, right. the <laughs> one that's written the majority of the New Testament. Pray mm-hmm. that I might make the gospel right. clear. Um, you know, that's an important part. Right. And, and to me, like with Moses and Paul, like Moses yeah. thought he couldn't do it because he had trouble speaking and all these excuses. Our excuses are nothing new to God. Mm-hmm. I, we're not coming up with, oh, what did you think about this? Yes. He, he thought about that. Yeah, Paul came to <laughs> understand that his strength was made perfect in weakness. Right. right. And uh, that was, the, and we, yeah, we need to recognize our own weaknesses as we go forward. Yeah. There's this uh, evangelism program called Sharing Jesus Without Fear. And uh, Billy Fay, I think his name or William Fay, 
and uh, I saw him speak at a conference. And one of the things he drilled in over and over was the only time that we as Christians fail in evangelism is not saying anything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if we stumble over our words. It doesn't matter if it, in our minds, it comes across clearly. The Holy Spirit will use anything. He just calls us to to speak. And that's his chosen instrument is his people. Yeah. That self-awareness, even you humbly, you know, talking about that weakness for you, Andrew, Mm -hmm. it might mean that you've got other greater strengths in ministering to the de-churched. You know, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you're reticent to speak or get into a verbal discussion around disbelief, perhaps you know you've been given the gift of listening, right? Or perhaps you can change the medium. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you find yourself, you know, better with a written word because it gives you time mm-hmm. to process and exactly. articulate your thoughts yeah. more clearly. Yeah. So there are opportunities to engage in other areas mm-hmm. um, without feeling stuck. Well, you know, this has got to be the only avenue, and because I'm weak at it, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be great at it. Right. That, that's a part of this development of of self awareness is knowing when and how we might use our gifts. Um, for those with the gift of hospitality, we've, we've talked about mm-hmm. that repeatedly, the need for that to be present in ministering to the de-church. Mm-hmm. So they've got a, a great uh, opportunity to use that gift and skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any uh, pr- practical tools or, or ways you, you can help our listener kind of pursue a, a course of, again, self-awareness w- without getting stuck in that um, self-absorption or, or navel-gazing? We want to avoid that. You mentioned uh, the gifts that God has given to the church, mm-hmm. and he's given each one of us a gift in order to build up the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that goes back to this whole idea of the, the de-churched and belonging, you know, because I have a gift. I might not be, the, you know, I want to get those de-churched in the whole body of Christ, um, because that's where they're going to get the the fullest picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, right. He's the head of the church. We're the body. Now he, they're going to get that full picture. He's the only one that possessed all of these gifts, right? You know, <laughs> in abundance. But in his church, he's given those gifts to the church. And so mm-hmm. yes. So I would say, being self-aware, I might, you know, somebody else might have a, a greater gifts of administration or helps or you know discernment. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put that that brother or sister, you know, that's been de-churched in contact with them by maybe just being a bringer. Also, Ed, um, you know, being self-aware, you know, the temptation could be, well, that's not my gift. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm God's not calling me to do that. Like, well, no, if we have the opportunity, I think the question should be, well, how can my gifts be used right. in this way? Mm-hmm. And also God has a wonderful ability to give people the grace to do things that are outside their comfort zones. Mm-hmm. And he often calls us to do things that are it's outside called, of our comfort radio. zones. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and he, uh, um, and so he gets the glory. He gets the credit. Mm-hmm. Moses, for example, as we right, talked about, right. I mean, that was outside his comfort zone, but yet mm-hmm. uh, God called him to it and God gets the glory for it. Mm-hmm. And I think in the last few minutes here, the one thing I wrote down was, is very important because we don't want to come across as merely quote trying to fill pews end quote mm-hmm. and it goes to what you're you're the analogy of the used car salesman it's just kind of let's just get him in there i, I remember a, at a church event a long long time ago and someone had brought a friend with them and they started talking to the pastor and maybe the second sentence they said was can you come to church got the name that was it and then the next question is can you just come to church like, oh, kind of jumped the gun a little bit too much on your motives there, mm-hmm. it, especially with kind of the, the history of this person. And so it 
as we've said before, that that kind of approach won't really work with the de-church because they've already been to church. And so it's important that we, we just don't become a car salesman. Just try to kind of, yes. you know, hype up the church and, you know, church has 0% APR, whatever it is, just, just to get them into the door. Yeah. And then, especially, at, I've seen this too, and then once they're in there, it's like, who are you? It's like, no, you have to keep, the, the commitment is not just getting them in the door, it's all for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. Yeah. It's just not getting them in, passing that turnstile or whatever, like at Disneyland. It's mm-hmm. a relationship. This is relational. Yeah. yeah, we we, uh, we need to recognize that our motives have to be a sincere affection that flows out of our own genuine love of God, which that's my God awareness. My uh, self-awareness is that he's sending me f- forth, and I have, I really do have a sincere affection for these people. Mm-hmm. It's the love of Christ that's constraining me mm-hmm. to do this, and this is why I'm engaging. I'm engaging with the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our motivation, we, we talked about it, must be not just church attendance, right, but but to see people connected to Christ, because we believe not only is that the means of their salvation, but as we await for the revelation, of the full revelation and benefits of that, we believe life in Christ is the best we can experience now. It's, mm-hmm. it's the highest good and highest purpose for humanity. Church attendance is a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not It's a means. It's not, it's, it's not, not and must never be the end. Uh, well, listener, we're, we're grateful you spent time with us today. We hope uh, that if you've got friends or family that might be churched, we've equipped you with some ways to engage them. Uh, we're praying for you. We're praying for them. And we look forward to you joining us tomorrow. Thanks for listening.